You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning again, everyone. This is Father Greg Luger from the Church of St. Joseph in Williston, North Dakota. And I am here with Lori Leffer. Good morning, everyone. It's been a beautiful, gorgeous day. Well, it's been a little chilly in North Dakota. I'm not sure how it is where you're at, but um, we've got this great music going. Right. Wow. It's kind of exciting. Like sympathy, (laughs) sympathy, I can't say it, sympathy. Symphony. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm tongue-tied today. (laughs) I couldn't say Emily Leadham. (laughs) I couldn't get Jan's last name out. This this is just, this is an awesome day. It's very humbling. Right. Hey, we all, we're all, we all need a dose of that every once in a while. We do. I do. I must need it today. <laughs> but you know what? We have some other very humbling um, people that we need to speak about. Mm-hmm. It's honor our fathers. And, um, you know, Father, um, can you give us a little background, just a smidget glimpse of the priesthood? Like, it's St. Patrick's Day today, but he's not the only one. He was a priest, and he made it a bishop. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, when you're a bishop, you're still a priest, Yes, right? absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, just looking at a, at a snapshot of the priesthood, what it really is, we obviously understand that... The priest is conformed to Christ, who is the true high priest in a radical way. Uh, the Catholic priest is is conformed to Christ the Lord as priest, prophet, and king, which actually corresponds to his, you know, really his threefold mission, uh, which is namely to preach, to govern, and to sanctify. And so, insofar as he preaches, you know, that's how he acts as a prophet. And we know that that was certainly something that Christ fulfilled. He was regarded as a prophet in his own lifetime. Being conformed to him as king, the priest governs. Uh, in particular, he governs his parish. And then finally, and most importantly, he's conformed to Christ as priest in that he sanctifies. And the priest does that in a special way. Uh, through the administration of the sacraments, although that would also take the form, you know, of of blessings, of the use of sacramentals, etc. So these are this is the threefold mission of every priest, and of course that is that is inseparable from from Christ the Lord, and so that's one thing that we as priests uh, need to remind ourselves of, is that, yeah. In a very in a very profound way, we're Jesus. You yeah. know, that's one thing my spiritual director often tells me whenever I go into any pastoral situation. He always says, "Well, just remember, you're, you're Jesus." And so, that's a shout out to Father Paul Eberly if if you're listening. So, <laughs> hi, Father Paul. <laughs> yeah. So, the representation of Jesus, and you know, we were talking in the R prayer, mm-hmm. A-R-R-R, R meeting. I right. just got to get that in and say, okay. <laughs> but um, no, seriously. So you are the representation of Jesus. But, you know, some people get hung up on the, the idea and the fact that, oh, I'm just talking to a man. Mm-hmm. I, I can't come and just talk to a man. And it, so how, 
how can we trust that, you know, Jesus is right there. Mm-hmm. You, you have given your life to be re- a representative of him. Mm-hmm. He's there, whether we can visually see him mm-hmm. or not. He is with you as a priest, no matter where you go. Not that he's mm-hmm. not with me or with somebody else, mm-hmm. but we, we should be able to lay our trust mm-hmm. in that. Yeah, so there, there's a few things with that. Um, you know, number one, when it comes to you know, being able to trust a priest, um, we as priests need to be worthy of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's why our formation is so important in that, you know, if, if you're going to be a person that people are going to put their trust in, you have to be a trustworthy person. Right. Um, because uh, if uh, if a priest is a crook, uh, we've got we've we've got a serious problem on our hands, <laughs> yeah. and so it, it, and it's not a crook of staff; it's the other crook. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's one thing that we have to be very aware of as priests is that you know people are coming to us with their with their needs, their desires, their their troubles, mm-hmm. um, their joys, and so. You know, so we have to understand, of course, that being conformed to Christ, we have to be worthy of that calling. And mm-hmm. in a very real sense, we need, we need to approach that with fear and trembling. Yes, um, yes. That it is a lofty vocation. You know, oftentimes you hear sometimes how, you know, priests are put on a pedestal and all that stuff. And usually it's said in a negative sense. Mm-hmm. And there can be a negative aspect to that. But at the same time, we need to understand that well, yes, we are put on a pedestal, and we have to be worthy of that pedestal, yes. and which actually calls us to a higher uh, level of conduct than if we weren't there. Um, now, on the other hand, you know, mentioned, you know, why would I talk to, to a man with these things? Um, you know, if it's anything that we're just talking about, like, you know, if somebody's coming to me for, like, spiritual direction, for any sort of counseling, again, you know, that goes back to my own uh, personal formation, where I need to be, you know, a man of prayer myself who is well steeped in scripture, sacred tradition, yes. and the great wealth of the church. And so it's not so much the wisdom of Father Greg Luger that you're getting, <laughs> but it's the wisdom of the church and the wisdom of Christ. Yeah. The other aspect in the, the, uh, the, the context in which I, I would usually get that question uh, has to do with confession. You know, why would I? Why would I tell a mere man my sins? Yes, that is the, That's the big one out there. Right, yeah. and so uh, there's a reason for that. Um, although I am a, a mere man, uh, I'm not just any man, uh, <laughs> and I don't say that in in, in the arrogant sense. Um, what I mean by that is, you know, we confess our sins not to just anybody, but specifically to a priest, and the priest has been given the authority to forgive sins by Christ himself. We actually see that in, in, the, in the Gospel of John, um, in that uh, uh, he, he comes to the, uh, Jesus comes to the apostles, and after his resurrection, he breathes on them and says, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, whose sins you retain, they are retained. We also see that the Apostle James says in his letter, uh, uh, confess your sins to one another. Uh, even St. John mentions confession of sins in, in, uh, in his first letter. And so we understand that whenever you confess to a priest, you're confessing to a man who is conformed to Christ. And Christ forgives a person 
through that priest, regardless of that priest's personal holiness or lack thereof. Correct. You know, you could be uh, confessing to a modern-day St. Patrick, or you could have you know, a priest who is an absolute crook, mm-hmm. and regardless of you know, his personal holiness or lack thereof, Christ still works through, the, through that priest in order to forgive your sins. Yes, correct. Yeah. And, and what a job. I mean, that, we have some saints, like the Curie of ours. Yes. Um, I don't know if he, I can't remember if he ever said that he enjoyed being in the confessional or Padre Pio, if, if they ever said that they enjoyed being in the confessional, but it was something that they took very, um, not lightly. Yes. And you think about, you know, the confessional and even a lot of pastoral ministry, um, uh, in, the, in a similar sense as a parent would minister to their children. Now, Lori, obviously you have several children, and I'm sure you had many times where you were woken up in the middle of the night by a screaming child. Oh, yes. And I'm sure you weren't thinking to yourself, boy, what a joy to get up at 2 in the morning to calm this screaming child. Right. You know, but, you know, it's, but it was your solemn duty as a mother to attend to your child in that moment when they're when they're screaming, they're upset, or whatever yes. it is, and you approach the priestly ministry in a similar vein. Yeah, is it always uh, is it always enjoyable? Well, sometimes it's really inconvenient. You know, yeah. I've been called in the middle of the night to go to the to the emergency room in the dead of winter, oh, and yeah. you know, obviously, I don't like driving through the streets in the dead of winter. It's cold. I'm tired, but it's like okay, but there's a person in the emergency room who needs me right now. Mm-hmm. And so I just need to forget myself and administer as a spiritual father to this person as, as needed at this time. And Father, we have a break coming up. Mm-hmm. But before we get to that break, we have uh, on our father today is Father Jared Johnson from St. Mary's Catholic Church in Bismarck. Congratulations, Father Jared Johnson. You will probably be getting donuts soon to share with everybody. And uh, Father Johnson was nominated by Cheryl, and she says that he engages us with his homilies and encourages us to attend daily Mass. He deserves donuts for all he does for the St. Mary's Parish in Bismarck. So Thank you, Father Johnson, for that and for hearing our confessions mm-hmm. and um, for the description that Father Greg Luger just gave to us. Um, you are seen as that in St. Mary's Parish in Bismarck. Thank you. Um, I believe we are ready for a break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit more about spiritual fatherhood. Join us right after this break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. 
The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, contact lenses, glasses, and vision therapy services. Our specialized vision therapy program works to improve how the eyes work together as a team. We work with our patients to improve reading difficulties, lazy eyes, eye turns, and focusing problems, which can be detrimental to performance in the classroom and on the job. You can learn more about our mission at Lumen.Vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, everyone. Good morning again. And uh, if uh, you're out there um, in uh, vacation land, it is 1047 here in North Dakota Central Time. And anybody that's needing to get up from uh, their spring break, it's time to get up. And we've been, uh, if you just joined us, um, you might want to catch us on our webpage or uh, look us up on the Real Presence app. We have been talking with Monsignor Gregory Schleschelman this morning about St. Patrick. And, wow, he filled us in a lot there, Father Greg Yes, he did. Luger. He's, Father Greg Luger is my co-host today. And uh, also we were with Father Paul Timmerman, and he taught us the R, relational prayer, A-R-R-R. And then we had Jan Fateri and Emily Leadham, and they are with a gift of hope uh, with ch- uh, Catholic Charities. And you might want to jump up on their website and uh, check that out. They have an event coming up to share um, with uh, just a beautiful lighted ceremony. And you can take those uh, candles and uh, luminaries with you when you finish. Well, now we've been talking with Father Greg Luger. Um, We also say congratulations to our uh, uh, Honor Our Fathers, which is uh, Father Johnson down in the uh, Bismarck, down there with St. Mary's Catholic Church. Uh, he's been uh, nominated by Cheryl. So thank you, Cheryl. And Father, you're just going to get us into spiritual fathers. Yeah, so um, we were talking about spiritual fatherhood before before the break and how uh, the priest really is a spiritual father. And it's a fitting time to talk about this uh, today because this coming Friday is the Solemnity of St. Joseph. 
which of course every year is on March 19th, which by the way, um, this is canon law. You can fact check me on this. Okay. Um, I will. Given that it is a solemnity, it is appropriate to uh, relax your Lenten penance. And you can fact check me on this too. Um, but because it's on a Friday in Lent, you are also permitted to eat meat on this Friday. Ooh, wow. Yep. So whenever a solemnity uh, occurs on a Friday in Lent, uh, you're, you are permitted to eat meat on that day. See, I did not know that about um, March 19th. So yep. my, my kids, my children, my daughters will be happy. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, no fish this Friday. Then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Now, of course, it's very appropriate that we that we celebrate St. Joseph in this way. And the reason for it, you know, the reason we're relaxing penances is because it's a day of celebration. And St. Joseph, given his role that he played in the life of Christ, is most certainly uh, worthy of celebration and of honor. You know, he was the one who was entrusted to uh, to have the divine Son of God in his household. He was the guardian of the Virgin Mary. And so given the role that he played, it's most certainly um, uh, worthy of our veneration. Um, and so we do see in St. Joseph a model of fatherhood. Um, as a matter of fact, as I mentioned to you uh, during the break, uh, March 19th is actually Father's Day in Italy. Yes, um, yes, you're saying. So that, that's, that's great. Right. We, we have June, but they yep. have March. Yep. So. And how appropriate. Right, absolutely, and so we do, of course, um, see uh, you know in today's world or in the church today, I should say, uh, there's there's been a greater there's been a greater emphasis on Saint Joseph lately. Um, uh, Pope Francis actually uh, established this as the year of Saint Joseph, uh, beginning this past December eighth, and. Uh, extending towards this December 8th. And so certainly our Holy Father is asking us to uh, ask for the intercession of St. Joseph to pray to him often. Um, and even, fa Father, there's yep. a, a book um, right now that many people are uh, using, and I believe Father Calloway yep. is the author, correct? Yes. And it is a um, consecration to St. Joseph. Mm -hmm. And I, I have not, I do not have the book in hand myself. Mm -hmm. um, I'm actually doing a couple other things for Lent, but many people are doing that. Mm -hmm. um, if not for Lent, uh, they have either done it or they're planning to do it even after um, Easter. But I hear there are some amazing informational items in there about Saint Joseph. And one, do you know this? That the ring, the wedding ring of Joseph and Mary, is is still it's real mm -hmm. and it's still here. Do you have any information about that, really quick? I think about thirty seconds. We're going to talk to Therese, but yeah, yeah. I've heard that we do, of course, have the ring. I don't know exactly where it is. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say it's in Italy somewhere. Yeah, um, or or down um, by Jerusalem, closer to Jerusalem, maybe. Uh, I'm actually not sure. Okay. Um, I have heard the location before, but I actually don't uh, yeah, know I off the top of my either. head. Yeah. Um, but yeah, which which is good because you know actually Saint Joseph is one of the few saints that we don't have relics of. We actually mm -hmm. don't know where he is buried. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he he and Mary were certainly poor, and so I imagine he had a very simple grave. Mm -hmm. and they, they do say that um, they believe he died in Nazareth, though. Yes, yes, certainly, certainly, yeah. because yeah. that is where that is where he lived. 
Um, so yeah, he was definitely he definitely died there. Uh, we just don't don't have a marker of where he was actually buried. Um, okay. But you know, while we're on the topic of Saint Joseph's death, um, it is because of the manner of his death that he is the patron saint of a happy death. Ah, because, yes, yes, we should talk about that quick. Yeah, because when he died. He had Mary and Jesus at his side. Mm-hmm. And what better way to die than with those two at your bedside? And so for that reason, it's been uh, the practice of the church to ask him for the grace of a happy death. Yes. Uh, which specifically would mean that you would die in the grace of the sacraments. Because mm-hmm. um, just getting back to you know, what the priest really is, he is, he is in the person of Christ, right? Well, so if you have a priest by your bedside at the time of your death, in a very real sense, you have Christ at your side, much like he did. And so that's why it's been the practice of the church uh, uh, to ask him for the grace of a happy death. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so with that happy death, um, um, I know that it's it's a prayer of a a peaceful death and Mm -hmm. um, that you're asking him to help to intercede that Mary and Jesus and, yes. and himself be there yes. to carry you. Right. And so also, since you mentioned a peaceful death, um, we also ask him that we would not die a sudden death. Uh, yes. Because if we have a peaceful death, that gives us, gives us time to prepare. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, at least in the prayer that I've found that I've prayed in the past, it asks specifically um, for the grace to have true sorrow for my sins mm-hmm. and time to confess them sacramentally. Yes. And so it's specifically asking him for that grace to have the gift of a sacramental confession just prior to your death. Yes. And which that's pretty much a one-way ticket to heaven. So I was going to say, <laughs> I, I, you know, it is truthful. And um, Therese is known to, St. Therese is known to be said that, um, she was frustrated with one of her sisters one time because that sister did not believe that you could pray that prayer and go straight to heaven, that you could skip purgatory. Mm-hmm. And Trez finally gave up and said to her, fine, be it what you ask, but mm-hmm. be care- you know, something about be careful what you ask for. Yeah. And so then that sister did die, and that sister did appear to Trez and asked her, you were right, please pray for me. Mm-hmm. I would like to go to heaven now. Right. So, so you can do it. Be mm-hmm. known out there to do that. And with that, speaking of Therese, we are going to go to Therese in our office. We actually have a Therese. Yes, I'm Therese. Not saint yet, though. <laughs> but yes. you're working on it. You're working on it. Yep. <laughs> She's pretty close. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, so I just wanted to give you guys a quick preview of the next show coming up here on Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Father James Gross and Father Jason Leffer are your hosts, coming to you live from the Grand Forks studio. Do you participate in the Mass? Father Eli Gieske from the Diocese of Duluth will be on to explain more about this. And Nancy Gord and Father William Slattery are back. They'll be discussing Great Expectations by Charles Dickens. All that and much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's on Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. And, um, yeah, so tomorrow, Thursday, Father Gross and Father Leffer are going to be on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know, do we have any shout-out to them? 
Well, uh, all I can say is uh, Father, uh, Father James Gross is actually my older sister's pastor. So, Oh, wow. <laughs> she's a St. Mary's parishioner. So you need to Forks. keep tabs on him. Yes, yes. Or maybe I need to ask him to keep tabs on her. So, <laughs> <laughs> And I know Father Leffer is glad to be, quote unquote, out of jail. He ended up with COVID. Oh, I didn't realize. So, yes. So he, he sent me a, um, a little um, meme. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was a, a fella coming actually out of the bars of a jail. <laughs> oh yes, free, I'm free. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know how much he got done or what he got done. I I do know he had a really bad headache, but uh, yeah. Um, so blessings to all of you that are still in COVID land, COVID jail. Right. And, uh, we we do pray for you. We might be um, chuckling over here, but. Um, it, we do know that it's a serious thing, and our prayers to all of you out there. Um, thank you out there to all of our supporters who do come and listen to us and um, join us in all of our uh, talks and our presentations for two hours a day. We really appreciate you. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be, the next time I, I speak to you, we're probably going to be doing Spring Live Drive. Oh, yes. Luther. Yep. Yep. So it's so, in May, correct? Yes, in May. Yep. Unless I snag you before then. But. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone out there, um, we have had a beautiful day. Um, thank you for joining us. Uh, go and visit Jesus in the Tabernacle if you can um, in the Monstrance. If not, um, you know, come and pray in your home and relate to Him that way. Uh, look us up on the web. We had a wonderful day today of acknowledging everything, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, 